0: Hello and welcome to That Band Life. I'm Jeff Young, a teacher from Carmel, Indiana, and my co-host is Bobby Lambert, director of bands at Wando High School in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina. That Band Life, a podcast about making our careers as music educators more fulfilling so we can be happier, healthier, more productive, and more creative. Before we begin, I want to tell you about the Dynamic Marching Shop. This podcast is coming to you ad-free, and one way you can support us is by visiting our website, dynamicmarching.com, and purchasing products through our store at some of the most discounted prices on the web on things like shoes, rifles, podiums, megavoxes, and gloves. A lot of people are ordering gloves right now. If you have any last-minute items you need for marching band, let me know. I know that many times you just continue to order your products from the same people, but if you look at our prices, you might change your mind. We even offer deeper discounts on large orders please give us a chance to win your business. Today I'm excited to sit down with my coworker and good friend, Mike Pote. Mike's been teaching for 29 years and he's been the director of bands at Carmel High School since 2013. Mike's group performed in 2005 at Midwest and he also presented at Midwest in 2017. In 2019, he was awarded the Phi Beta Mu Indiana Bandmaster of the Year and last year, the NBA Program of Excellence Award. His Wind Symphony has won five of the last seven Isma State Championships, and they are awesome, let me tell you. Mike's a 1990 graduate of Murray State University in Murray, Kentucky, where he studied conducting with Dennis L. Johnson. Before coming to Carmel High School, he also served as director of bands at Caldwell County in Princeton, Kentucky, and assistant director of bands at McConagawa High School in Indiana. Mike's an active composer and arranger for band programs across the country, as well as being a frequent guest conductor and adjudicator. And I must say, Mike is an awesome cook. Mike, it's great to have you on the program today.
1: Thanks for having me, Jeff.
0: Hey, I'm excited about this topic. Uh, this time of year, uh, we're you know six, seven weeks into the school year, and it's uh, a time where it's kind of crunch time marching band-wise. We're starting sure. to get a little stressed out. Right. So um, you and I were talking one day at rehearsal, and you had a great idea of some something that you read in a book that I thought we could uh, share with our audience. So sure. So tell, tell me all about that.
1: Well, one of the things that I'm trying to be aware of concert band, marching band uh, in my own teaching is how I frame feedback to students and that concept of, of what, are, what are they hearing and, and how is that um, changing their uh, feeling of the rehearsal environment. So thinking about the rehearsal environment. So in Doug Lamov's book, Uh, Practice Perfect, which is a book that you and I have talked about, and I'm a big fan of. There's a, there's a. I think
0: you gave it to me for Christmas. or something. It was a nice present. Yeah.
1: Um, There's somewhere in the middle of it, and it's not really like they they talk about a whole lot, but there's this phrase that they they call it teaching from the light, the idea of um, of you know having a positive um, concept of feedback at all times, Uh, and so that's kind of one of the things that I'm really thinking about a lot. in my own teaching and as I listen to other people teach and kind of picking up on, okay, how is that How is that affecting the student's environment, the, the teaching environment, and how is that negatively affecting the teacher's environment?
0: Do you think you, when you were in, you know, Murray State learning music ed stuff, do you think you'd ever came up this sort of concept or you th- do you think this is something that, that it's just kind of glossed yeah. over?
1: I, I it's interesting you ask that question because one of the things I always think about is that, you know, in early education courses, not just music education courses, in early education courses, we're taught, like when, we, when we're learning how to control discipline in a classroom, we're taught not to give attention to the negative behavior, but give attention to the positive behavior. You know, and so that concept of, of when you're rehearsing and how, how um, feedback is given, you know, when you talk about that, that idea of when I... Play through We play through an excerpt, or we we march through a segment. The first thing you say is it coming from the light or is it coming from the dark?
0: You know, and so even if it's a, a comment that's going to make them better, even if it's a constructive sure. comment, it's the approach, right? Sure. And I yeah, yeah
1: exactly. And so I kind of came up with there are three premises that you have to believe, and I'm going to the three premises are first of all, students want to be want to be good at what they do. They're they're not there to be bad. Um, students do not make mistakes on purpose. That's number two, and I think that's a big one. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're when you're having a, a conversation, you know, when we're, we're rehearsing with the 300 marching band kids out there, there's no one out there that's wanting to making mistakes on purpose. And the third premise, which is the hardest one, I think, for you to just believe, no matter what, is that students are not lazy. Now, you could make a case with with a number of students that any three of those are not. 100% true, but your mindset as a teacher has to be I firmly believe those three things, and that's how you start the process of going into how we're going to react to feedback when we have it.
0: That's awesome because you you know there's going to be kids who are lazy and you know there are kids who mess up, but your attitude, you're coming from a place of I'm just assuming going in that this is truth. Correct. Yeah. Correct. yeah. That's cool.
1: Yeah, and so with that in mind, how you frame the feedback after that's happening. And one of the things that that I've started trying to do, and, and I kind of, this comes from my, uh, you and I have talked about this before, but, but every male member of my family back through my grandparents have engineering degrees, and I'm the, the black sheep with the, with the lowly music degree, <laughs> but um, the concept of <clears throat> a lot of times you'll, and you can maybe come up with the, the analogy to this as far as a marching segment, but a music segment, you know, the, the, the typical rehearsal strategy is, okay, let's play measures one through 16, play it straight through, and then at the end, you start the, the litany of here's what I heard, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. Now let's go back and do it again. What I've started to try to do is you look at that phrase and you reverse engineer it. And so you immediately come up with, before you even play the phrase through, there's not an initial let's play the phrase. There's a, okay, let's do, you know, we have a, a, a kind of a toolbox of exercises that we use to clean what we do musically, is to do them ahead of time. So we'll start with what we call the, the downbeat exercise, which is where you know, after we play F concert for an hour and a half, we'll, we'll say, okay, we're going to play the downbeat exercise. And this is where they play whatever note they have on the downbeat of every measure. So it'd be 16 whole notes. You have to be patient with it. Okay? And obviously what that does is it gets their ears accustomed to what's happening harmonically. Or we'll do the F concert exercise, which you've heard before and, and you've talked about in, in terms of what you do from a marching standpoint, where... We're playing the excerpt only on F concert, concentrating on style and matching sounds and making sure our sounds are, are clear. Or we'll do the <clears throat> one note at a time exercise where we're just sustaining out each note and smoothly moving note to note with the idea of we're, we're encoding success. And that's another thing that comes from the, the Practice Perfect book. The idea of- What does that mean? Do I, yeah. So essentially you are- giving them all of the building blocks to be successful the first rep through instead of being significantly unsuccessful the first rep through. So you do those exercises even before you do that first rep.
0: Okay. So you want them to be successful with the articulation of the first note and they can say that whole segment, I can articulate the first note. Right. Right. And so,
1: and that goes, the idea of, we isolate skills in that moment. We're saying, okay, this is that skill, this is that skill. So even before we're talking about what is the feedback that's happening at the other end, we've already eliminated half of the problems that could possibly happen and then run the rep. And then, then we're in a place where we can start talking about the feedback.
0: So that matches up to your first point about, you know, students want to succeed. Uh-huh. So you're, you're giving them the opportunity Correct. to succeed at this, this one thing instead of playing the whole segment and going, here's the five things we need to fix. Right, exactly.
1: Yeah. And when we do get to the point where we're ready for feedback, that's where, you know, you're either teaching from the light or you're teaching from the dark. And, and that those three things that were belie- the premises we're believing at the beginning have to be in your head as the first thing out of your mouth, which in, in, and you've been in our music rehearsals. And, and again, I, I know I keep referring to this, but I know you also do it in your visual rehearsals, is that the first thing out of anyone's mouth, whether it's a student or a teacher, is here's what you did well. And that's not a thing I think a lot of, of people would say, well, you're you're. Your candy coating, candy coating, or you're you're not holding them accountable, or you're not being you don't have high expectations for them, and 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 it's it, it, high expectations can be positively framed. Okay, a lot of times they're negatively framed. Okay? You're not doing this, and I expect you to do this. Okay, the, so
0: like saying, I will be, I will start rehearsal when everyone's quiet and eyes are on me. That's, right, that's sure. from the light because right, you're exactly. just saying, you know. I'll do this when you do mm-hmm. that, and as opposed to starting the rehearsal, saying "You never look at me," you never be quiet at the beginning. You know, yeah, exactly. So yes. it's
1: it's uh, whether you and and uh, again in Lamov's book, he talks about don't statements, how you frame the, the the correction. You don't want to. You don't want to use yeah, don't yeah. statements. Um, so one of the things, and, and you've seen it in our rehearsals, is that we try to have all of the students involved musically in what's happening from a feedback standpoint. I, tr- I really like for our music rehearsals to be maybe 15% me talking and 85% the kids talking and involved in the feedback. Um, and, and the rules are for any feedback, no matter who they are, it can be uh, a four-year member who's brilliant at it or it could be that the first-year member whose first day is rule number one is they start with something positive, like I was just saying. And then the the next part, which is the important part that I've really tried to concentrate on my own is the feedback on what they want to be fixed needs to describe the solution, not the problem, mm. right? So we run, you know, the baritones run a rep of, of of a segment of the show and we end on the last chord and, you know, the, third, the second baritones are on an A concert in an F major chord and, of course, they're playing it too high and then, so the, it's out of tune. You stop. Okay. The, the Describing the problem would be, baritones, you're out of tune. Let's go sure. back and do it again. No, no information has just come out of my mouth that would fix anything other than maybe let's do it again and we'll get lucky. Instead of saying, okay, baritones, what part of the chord are you at, at that point? You're the third. You tell me, and this is where, again, we're engaging mm-hmm. the student. You tell me what is the tendency of, what do we need to think about when we're playing the third of a chord? And they'll raise their hand because they all know. Because
0: they've heard it. They've heard it a million times, yeah. right?
1: Again, it's been taught to them. Yeah. Which we'll, we can back up to that concept in just a minute. And they'll say, yeah, we need to be careful to make sure we're lowering it and adjusting it to the root. So we've described the solution. And, and I'm really trying to get the, the, like when we talk about our leadership team, that's an important concept for them is that when they're working with a young student to think along that line. So you need to describe what the solution is. And if you don't know, Ask for help on that. Like if you hear if this if a student is over-tonguing, which is one of the things that young players come in come come to any program with, they're using their tongue too much, and you don't and a student doesn't know physically what to tell them, and come to us and we'll help you with it.
0: Bobby talks about uh, aim for understanding. I don't know if you ever heard him talk about that, but audience intent and message. Um, are you talking to a freshman or a senior? Would be your audience. Sure. And, but yeah. the intent is kind of what you're talking about, where. Your intent is to fix. Your intent is to make progress. Your intent is to encourage. Your intent is to all of these positive right. things when you're teaching from the light, as opposed to my intent is to make this kid feel bad for screwing up. My intent is to right. belittle this kid or right. to embarrass this student. That, that kind of right. stuff is the wrong intent. And the message is just. The actual teaching point, you know, what specific skill are we trying to get across? Yeah, correct. And I think that that we all need to check our intent. You know, sarcasm yeah. is not
1: a good intent. Yeah, I I, I, I use self deprecating sarcasm yeah. a lot. You know, I've I heard think it's yeah, it's just a way for them to know that I you know, I make mistakes. Yeah, right? and and I don't always know the answer to everything. But yeah, I think you know, sarcastic. One of the you know, talking about at the end of a rep. How you can frame something positively. One one uh, thing that I uh, kind of—it's a uh, pet, not a pet peeve. That's a strong way to put it, but um, the the sarcastic negative description of what I just heard, mm-hmm. like so if, you, if you wanted them to articulate like da 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 da, and they they're overplaying it, and so you sing it back. You go, "This is what I heard." Yeah, na, yeah, na, That it's like right. immediately. Not only are you are you mimicking what you don't want them to do. And so they're hearing that again, instead of what you really want them to do, there's this level of sarcasm that happens and sort of a, like a seeping mm-hmm. kind of um, aspect to the rehearsal where instead of just saying, okay, let's, here's what I would like, don't, that, that was a don't statement. Don't sound like this, mm-hmm. instead of here's what I really want you to sound like. You're gonna lift the notes and you're gonna lightly articulate at the beginning and make space around the notes.
0: It makes uh, me think about how I started rehearsal. I think it was Tuesday with the brass. So I was going to do some marching stuff with them. And I have a set across the floors block and everybody knows their place in it. And the baritones like w- they just wouldn't go to the right spots. And it was just a disaster. And I just, I immediately went to, why are the baritones screwing this up again? <laughs> Trumpets are in their dots. Right. Mellophones are in their dots. And and I, I didn't think about teaching from the light. I thought lash out
1: at the baritones. Sure. And that's yeah. what I did. And yeah. then that
0: rehearsal sucked. You know? Yeah, It yeah.
1: immediately, and that, that's some the, some of the the downfalls of teaching from the dark. And we can talk about that in a second. But one of the, what just came to my head when you're talking about that is my favorite. A lot of people talk about John Wooden. There's a lot of things you can talk about with him. But one of my favorite phrases of him, and I'm probably paraphrasing, is you haven't taught it until they've learned it. Mm-hmm. So... You know That getting upset at the end of a rep because they did it wrong, and if you go back to the premises that you have to believe from the start is they're not doing it on purpose, then you have to backtrack and, and say, okay, what did we miss in the process? What did we miss? And there's a mm-hmm. process for everything, right? When we're teaching how we teach sound here is a process. How you teach marching fundamentals is a process. Somewhere in the process there was a breakdown, and you just have to back up to it and then keep going from there instead of instead of going I why can't you do that we did that yesterday right well yes you started the process of learning that but you haven't taught it until they have learned it
0: you could think well of course this could happen they have 60 drill sets already they have uh they have warm-up arcs they have a warm-up block they have you know if you really thought about it you're like well of course this would be easy to screw up for a freshman they they, they have all these different places things they have to, to think go. About, yeah, yeah, for sure. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. You know, when we talk about feedback in the rehearsal and, and the importance for me, um, especially as I get older and more tired in rehearsal, is that I want students to be involved in that process, integrally involved in the process where that becomes the normal environment that you know on any given rep of, let's say we're playing exercise one from, from the process book, at, any, at the end of any good given rep a, rep, a student knows that I may ask them their opinion. And, and it's not a threat. It's just, this is the environment that your opinion is in, uh, just as important and what your experience, where your experience come from is just as important as somebody else's. And so that concept of, you know, if the students hear you model positive and then here's the solution, they start to model that too. And what we start to create is a extremely positive environment of rehearsal where you have less discipline issues. You have less students checking out. You have, if
0: you know you're going to be called on randomly right. to say, what do you think about how that yeah. sounded? You know, you have to be on your toes. Sure.
1: Yeah. And uh, the other thing that starts to happen that I love is that when I say, okay, what did you hear? And you see, you know, we got 240 wind players in that march band, you see a hundred and something hands go up. Mm-hmm. Here's what I heard. And you see, you know, Adam, freshman baritone player raises his hand, you know, Alex senior baritone player raises his hand and I call on Adam and Adam tells me what he thinks he heard. And I'll say, Adam, can you play it for the group? And it's not, a, I'm not saying that a negative place. Yeah. Can you play it, but yeah. play it for the group. And I want you to try to describe in your sound, how the rest of the group should play that exercise. He plays it, everyone's listening to him and everyone's learning something. Even Alex, who's mm-hmm. done this for four years and is brilliant at it. And then Adam stops and I look at Alex and I say, Alex, you're Adam's teacher for 20 seconds, go. An entire, and we stop an entire rehearsal. Two hundred something kids. So you got one hundred and ninety-eight
0: kids going. This is what I would tell them right now. They're thinking that in their head. Exactly. You see the gears turning right. and all that. Yeah. yeah, and so
1: and then at the end of that process, where Alex is interacting with Adam, and you, and it's just it's this little moment that's happening in a in a massive situation, like you say, everyone's going, okay, this is what I would say to Adam. But then also the the next step is you say, okay, everyone, take one thing that you liked about what Adam did with that. And now here, and, and I want you to try and put it in your sound when we do it again. And the great thing about that is that Adam has just taught, as a freshman in marching mm-hmm. band, has just taught two hundred something wind players of all levels something, and then we do it again. And I love that concept of of everyone is is everyone's sound, everyone's information is is vital to the entire group.
0: Right, I love using uh, students as examples. Sure, you know that's that's a great technique, and not you wouldn't choose somebody who's going to embarrass themselves. You know, even though that may teach everybody something, Mm -hmm, but for sure, you know, calling out a freshman and saying, "Look at this! Look at this! Listen to this!" That's and and then you see them puff up. You see them stand up
1: a little bit taller. The next time they put, and they're they're more likely the next time to raise their hand and want to play. And also, I don't know if
0: you have a story like this, but I was at band camp. Sophomore year, my first year in marching band, and I remember Richard Sacedo saying something from the tower about me mm-hmm. as a freshman. Nice. I yeah. still remember it today, and I probably stood three inches taller, right? Even yeah. though I was only four
1: feet tall at the time. Yeah, I think I have the <laughs> same story about Sacedo doing that to yeah. me as a freshman. He's too. always and been good at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I, I think that's one of the, you know, obviously being le- you and I both being lucky enough to to work with him for years and years. He's one of those things that you really tried to pick up is that that his ability to make one person feel so great about themselves, but then it radiates out. Again, that's that whole positive. We're talking about the light. I mean, that is the light, right? Dark will suck it up.
0: We used to talk about his Jedi mind tricks because it would be like he would say one thing and then that would... You know, like these aren't the droids you're looking exactly, for. Exactly, yeah. and, and then they, then all of a sudden, something would change for the better. And and,
1: and what what happens too is that it rolls. Yeah. You know, keeps it, that one little thing that he found would roll on top of each other and get get bigger and bigger and bigger. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. The other the other things too. I, I especially and I think, again, you and I being older, we remember the years when we were younger teachers and the dark side teaching from the dark was more what we felt. So where you, you know, you, it was more, you felt like you were giving more energy maybe by being really vocal and negative. I mean, but what I started to feel, especially, you know, if it, I'm not perfect in any way. And there are days where I'm like, I lose control and and don't, don't keep these in mind. Like if I immediately feel, Sick, like the entire Mm -hmm. day. I mean, physically, not just I feel sick about what I said, but like physically, the rest of my day is ruined. I go home, I feel bad.
0: This part of your body you can't name really, but it's in the middle of your chest, and you're just like, ugh. I think a lot of that changed,
1: and you can tell me this too. I think a lot of that changed when Devon started in
0: band. Oh yeah, when you have a kid in band, you're like, you start thinking. How do I want his teachers to talk to him? Yeah. And then, oh, it totally changes. So yeah, I, I sure.
1: think that's one of those things where I couldn't imagine, you know, every day doing that and going home and just, you know, it, it sucks the energy out of you.
0: I was a huge IU basketball fan, still am, but Bob, you know, Bob Knight. A lot, <laughs> yeah, of, sure. there's a lot of opinions on Bob Knight, but that his t- coaching techniques wouldn't work today. No, no, or I mean, he wouldn't get away with any of it. But you. And And I I mean, legally and also just anecdotally, sure, kids don't respond to that.
1: No, I I think I think we're we've gotten better as from from kind of abandoning that concept of that. And also, I think, you know, that negative reinforcement um, gives doesn't give the student confidence in their performance. It makes them scared yeah and one thing that I don't want we talk about this I don't want students scared to make a mistake in the, in in the rehearsal i want I want there to be an environment where they feel so confident that when they make mistakes they're huge.
0: You'd rather yeah. have them come in early on an attack than sneak in late
1: right yeah, and yeah. also not to know and there's a, well, there's a there's a something I do in rehearsal a lot that's more about the light but um you know, not feel like they're they're like you're saying they're being timid, but also that they're going to be yelled at if they make a mistake. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, a lot when when students enter in early. Um, I will be doing a, an excerpt of the show, and maybe a baritone player comes in two beats early. You know, and we go. We, I never stop it right there and just go, "What was that?" You know, we mm-hmm. just we play through the entire excerpt, stop, and then everyone puts their horn down. And everyone in the room, of course, knows what happens. And and then I'll ask, "Okay, who was that that came in early?" You know, and mm-hmm. and someone in the baritone section, not to pick on the baritones today, or the mellophone section comes and says, yeah, I'm sorry, that was me. I go, man, that was a great sound. Good sound. Yeah, yeah. that Just was a great maybe, sound. You know, it's yeah. like, that was a great sound. But now, yeah. if you breathe with us, again, you know, instead of saying, don't come in early. Sure. Don't come in early does not help that kid. Right. But if you breathe on three and four, and if you watch the hands, and use that sound, then, then that's, that yeah. fixes the problem.
0: That's awesome, yeah
1: and negativity breeds negativity in the kids you know for if, if you're right. wanting the environment, if you're wanting the seniors to support the freshmen, but from the top down they're hearing that kind of darkness in terms of the feedback that's what they mimic with their with the the people that you're wanting them to be in charge of, or yeah. to not in charge of but to to help lead
0: yeah i mean if if the band is late getting. In their seats in concert band, or they're late getting to the stretch block in in marching band. You know, do we? How, how do we hold them accountable, but stay teaching in the light? I think that's the real challenge. Because, sure. Or yeah. what if it's the third day in a row? Or what if it's yeah? What if it's clearly they're ready to come out to the block? This happened to us last. Sure, week, it did. And, yeah, yeah, it did. And they were just standing around. Yeah. You know, I, that's when you really have to to go. All right dig deep, you know, look at the tattoo on your arm that says teach from the
1: light. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I think you look at that. That's something where, um, you know, probably when you have problems like that and we, and let's be honest, that was a pretty rare occasion for, for, for us. But when you look at that, okay, there's, there's a point in time, maybe a month ago where that started to germinate and started to become a slight problem. Right. And it becomes a bigger problem. So sticking, having a process for everything, you know, from how rehearsal starts to how you approach creating a sound, how you approach tuning, how you approach the first step mm-hmm. we take. Having a process for everything that is used every time. And then you have that reflex. And that's what we talk a lot too with, with our wind players is those simple exercises that we do are creating reflexes that, again, we can refer to when we're giving feedback. So, you know, that articulation you just played, how would you approach that in exercise two, which is the articulation exercise. And and you can say, okay, you know, we want you to mimic exactly what you know with that in this phrase, instead of saying you're tonguing too hard.
0: Okay, so Mike, we always try to give our audience homework for the week because you're just challenging, challenging sure. people to do something different every once in a right. while. And so what what would be your assignment for the week?
1: So... I would say when, you're, when you're, you're running, every rep you're running, you're getting ready to give the feedback. Here's, what, here's my interaction with the band, is try the very simple concept of here's what you did well and find something, you know, and then here's what I want you to try to do better, but phrase it in a way where you do not use the word don't. Right. Just try that and see how that works and then in the same way when you're asking your students if you are a stu- if you like to have your students interact with it do the same thing with them just those two simple steps
0: what did you hear how would you how would you go about fixing
1: that exactly yes yeah okay. For, and and always you know we we joke with them if you can't think of anything nice to say oh, i really like your shoes <laughs> yeah. now let's talk about your articulation style Awesome. And well, I, I think uh, just
0: remind us teaching from the light. What are we What are we going to remind ourselves every day? The just, three things.
1: First of all, the premises that students want to be good and what they do. Um, they're not making mistakes on purpose, and that they're not lazy.
0: Well, thanks for being here, Mike. I, I know that I'm lucky to get to teach with you every day, and uh, appreciate you sitting way. down with me today. Awesome. Thank you. Before I let you go and wrap this up. Just a reminder to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts and follow and comment on That Band Life social media pages. You can also email me at jeff at dynamicmarching.com or you can email Bobby at bobby at dynamicmarching.com. Share your wins and losses and together we can learn to be better music educators. Also, share your questions or suggestions for topics and guests that you would like to hear from on future podcasts. Thanks for listening and until next time, I'm Jeff Young and this is That Band Life.